Welcome to the Soul Full Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever-flowing journey together. Hello, I hope you are having a great morning. I know my voice might sound um, a bit stuffed up. It is because I'm feeling a bit congested, a bit sick. Um, But overall, I'm still feeling well. Um, Today, I want to talk about personality traits or, you know, quote-unquote negative personality traits, how they appear, and I guess what we can be conscious of when it comes to them. I feel that most people have, you know, personality traits or tendencies, maybe as they see it, that come up that are negative, for example. Um, Me, I know that I have definitely three main, you know, quote-unquote negative personality traits. Um, The first one being that sometimes I can be a bit selfish. Uh, Another one being sometimes I experience jealousy. I can be a bit jealous. And another one being that sometimes I can be a bit judgy. And these are all things that I feel like when I'm not feeling like my best self, a lot of it is because one of these three things is coming up. Actually, I would say that's not true. <laughs> I'm When I'm not feeling my best self, there can be a lot of reasons and um, they vary. Some of them can be about those three things or what usually it's caused by something else and then one of those three things can appear um and I had such a good chat with my good friend Abby the other day I feel like I'll have her on the podcast at some point because we just have the best chats she's also a creator she has a YouTube channel but I was speaking to Abby about it and she was like no 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 dude she says that (laughs) she was like no 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 Dude, like it's only it's only negative to have these qualities if you're not doing anything about it. So she was saying that actually she thought it was so cool that I was, you know, so aware because I was, you know, explaining, you know, what I think triggered it and, you know, what I feel jealous about and, you know, all of these things. And I tried to work through this experience in a variety of ways because Jealousy is just such a horrible trait, honestly, and I do not like that sometimes I experience it, but I realize also it's just part of who I am as a human. It doesn't have to be part of my identity, but it's part of like a human experience that we're going through, right? Of course, we're going to, you know, experience things that we don't love, Um, but I tried to work through it in a series of ways. The first way being, you know, I realized I was feeling a bit salty, okay, or a bit unhappy, a bit unsettled, a bit bitter, I guess, feeling. And then I realized actually, okay, I'm not just bitter, I'm feeling jealous. And I, you know, of course, I'm like, oh my God, I hate that I'm feeling this, but I I can't help it and it doesn't seem to stop. And I keep trying to do the things that I feel like will help me just get over it and, you know, be happy for, um, this person, the situation, um, whatever it may be. And I try to kind of 
you know, put whatever it is right in front of my face to remind myself that I'm happy about this. Um, but I'm, I'm still feeling the emotions. I'm like, oh my God, okay. I texted my mom saying that I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I just think I sent her like, I'm not in good vibes right now. <laughs> and she replied like, oh, I don't like that. What triggered it? And when I was at home, I was when I was trying to think through it, I was like, okay, like, I know it's not logical for me to feel, you know, upset or jealous about this thing, but, uh, you know, and, and trying to work through it myself. And then I even thought about journaling and I was like, you know, in my head and I'm, cause I just sat pondering basically, this is how I kind of started to work through it. And I decided, okay, I should probably journal, but then my mind for some reason overrided that and was like, no, it's not going to be any different than, you know, journaling in your head out loud, which to me, actually journaling is so different because it like, because it slows down the way your thoughts can come out. I find that my thoughts are so much deeper and I realized the root cause of a lot of my thoughts. And I end up writing out stuff that I didn't even know I was thinking or feeling. Um, But this is also maybe the ego, which tells us to stay safe and the same, right? When you push yourself outside of your, you know, normal comfort zone or normal boundaries, it's safer for your, your body is a little bit scared of change, right? And, you know, people obviously are naturally fearful of change and we've experienced this over years and we can wire ourselves to be excited for change and to love change. And I believe that there are some people born nowadays, you know, and growing up and just, you know, intuitively love change. And that is just the biggest blessing. Um, But if you are not someone that naturally loves change, just know that, you know, it's natural and that actually it's not normal for us to love change, but we can choose to love change. So when it comes to our ego, our ego wants us to stay the same because that means that it's safe, right? If you've been safe up to this point in your life, you know that the most safe thing you can do is to keep being the same, keep doing the same because you know the result that's predictable. So that's why it's, it's, it's natural for us to want to stay the same. And even if the same is some kind of self-destructive habit or behavior, or for me, like I was experiencing a personality trait that it comes up or a feeling, however you want to describe it, um, maybe whatever you're feeling doesn't have to be part of your personality and it doesn't even have to be a trait that you have, but maybe you can just say, this is something that I'm experiencing. So I could say I'm experiencing jealousy, right? Um, so obviously when it came up to journal about it, and even though in theory, I think that would have been helpful, my body was just like, no, no, it, it's fine. We know how things are. You don't need to journal. Um, so I didn't journal and I had agreed to go with my friend Abby to the gym. So I started um, getting ready to get dressed as soon as I started like doing something physical, like moving, like putting on a coat, putting on, you know, my top that I was going to wear to the gym, putting on my boots, getting my keys. As soon as I started physically changing my state, I instantly started feeling better because you get yourself out of that physical spot where you're feeling those negative emotions and you can change your physiology and therefore allow your body's mind to start to change and create a new experience. So that was already a little bit helpful. Then once I got to the gym, I started walking on the treadmill and I looked at my mom's text, which, you know, said, oh, I don't, I don't like to hear that. Um, what do you think triggered it? 
And it's so funny because at my house when I was, you know, trying to think through it out loud in my little in-head journal, I'm thinking like, okay, what's, what's triggering this? And I'm thinking, I'm literally using that word and thinking through it, but nothing is coming up. But as soon as I saw my mom text that, I instantly knew actually, and, and maybe it was time that allowed me to realize this, but actually that it comes from fear. And I think actually most negative things we experience are related to fear, but it comes from fear that, um, you know, the things that I want in this life and what I want to achieve is feeling far away, right? Like I'm working on a series of things. I'm working on my app. I'm working on this podcast, obviously, which is so crazy, actually, that I haven't really shared it yet. As I record this, I haven't really shared my podcast yet. I've just been kind of recording them, editing them, and uploading them because, well, as of right now, it's not on Apple. I'm having some issues with them, and it seems to be harder to resolve than I expected. Um, Anyways, that's a side issue. If you ever want to start a podcast and you're having trouble uploading to Apple, um, me too. So anyways, and I, I spoke to my good friend Zoe about this and she said she also experienced the same thing. She said her, her problem took two days to fix, but I am two weeks deep in this problem at this point. Almost, I guess more like maybe one and a half, (laughs) but, um, anyways, back to what I was saying. When my mom texted me, what triggered it? I was able to actually think about what was happening. And then that's how I came to that conclusion that the things that I want feel so far away. And actually this whole thing is, you know, really that I just feel defeated. And, you know, I kind of, moving my body did help, right? Like it helped when I put on my coat, it helped when I put on, you know, when I was getting ready to go. And then I'm sure it helped also at the gym because, you know, I started by walking on the treadmill and then I used a few machines that I like using. And I think like physically, again, physically changing your state can change your mentality. And maybe it doesn't always change your mentality, but it gives you space to change your mentality because you're in a different experience. So of course you can experience different thoughts. Side note, I'm just realizing how different my voice sounds, I'm sure. Um, I listened to some of my episodes yesterday as I was recording them and it's actually so crazy. Like I'm, I'm sure if you listen to this episode and you listen to another episode where I feel super calm and grounded, I would probably sound like a totally different person. I don't know if you've heard me speak yet in this voice that comes out that I think actually might be my just true natural voice, but, um, I can sometimes sound a bit like a, I don't know, like a yoga teacher. And I feel like that's when I'm most spiritually connected, but I just sound so different depending on what state I'm in, which is so crazy to me. Um, Sorry for that side tidbit. Um, But yeah, so when I was physically moving, I was changing my state, changing my thoughts. Then I went into the sauna with my friend, Abby, and this is when she was like, okay, it's actually totally fine to experience jealousy. And it's so cool that you're so aware of it. And I think that this is something that everyone could take, like the negative thoughts and experience and feelings that you have if you're aware of them and you're actively changing them that's okay and actually maybe it's a good thing because you're never going to be a perfect being that experiences everything perfectly that reacts to everything perfectly that adapts to change perfectly that makes the right choices and is never in indecision the 
perfect person that never goes through any conflict, you're going to go through conflict your entire life. And that's actually a beautiful part of life because we make all these, allows us to make all these choices, right? But at the end of the day, we can't expect ourselves to be perfect. And actually, if we were just perfect all along, we would never learn and we would never have anything to change. So we wouldn't grow. And growth is such a beautiful experience that I can't imagine ever being robbed of that. But you just need to know that if you're experiencing these negative things, you can change your state, you can move, you can try to think through it, you can journal, you can push yourself outside of whatever comfort zone your body tells you, no, no, we don't need to do that because, you know, we're just going to sit here and feel like this, right? Um, And I believe Abby was so right. If you're able to be conscious of it and put an effort to change, that's really the only part that matters. So it's not necessarily about, you know, the experience you're feeling. It's more about, okay, what are you doing about it? And when I was speaking to her, I realized actually that jealousy is like the tip of the iceberg. And I kind of knew that, but I didn't realize to which the extent, like I realize when I'm, you know, feeling bitter and jealous that's how it appears on the top right like that's the part of the iceberg that's out of the water that everybody sees that I see that I experience that I witness that I feel like I'm going through because this is what I can because this is what I can see right but actually underneath that there is so much more and actually this you know defeated sort of feeling and this um you know, like my goals and my dreams are, you know, hard to reach. All of this is what's under the water, is what's, you know, submerged. And I know that that really the feelings that are down there are the feelings that I have to unpack. And once I admitted, you know, okay, actually I'm feeling defeated and I feel like everything's far away. Oh my gosh, the recovery that came from that was like, not instant, but like within a few minutes, I, as soon as I said it out loud, I was already feeling better because I realized what it was and I got it off my chest. And then when I said it out loud and explained it, I realized actually how uh, I'm looking for the right word here, but it may be even illogical. It sounded like it made no sense that I was feeling, you know, X about Y. And actually once I said it out loud, it's I don't know if, you know, it's just I've trained myself to think this way or if actually this is just, you know, I realized I wasn't seeing reality, but I just feel like I know deep down that actually I I will be successful at these things and that these both of everything that I'm working on has so much potential because I just trust it and I I know what I'm doing is coming from such an authentic place that I trust that it will connect with the right people. And so for me to finally admit out loud, okay, this stupid feeling of jealousy is actually just because I was feeling defeated within my own practice and my own work. And the jealousy feeling just fleeted right away and I was able to experience nothing but love and happiness for them, which um, I already was experiencing but um, I was having kind of a conflict of both of them, I guess. And I just realized, okay, I'm going to be successful. And I just completely let go of 
any of the negative thoughts. And I just suddenly was thinking so positively about my future and about everything ahead of me. So, um, and it's almost like I, I couldn't help but think positively. Again, like, I don't know if this is because I've trained myself to do this or if because I guess it's probably a combination of, you know, I, I have trained myself to think positively and to feel positively throughout life. And, um, it, positivity actually always came very natural to me. Um, but I realize it doesn't come natural to everyone and you do have to put in effort for sure. So it will come to you. And, um, I guess just knowing that what I'm doing is coming from the right spot also just brought me so much inner peace. So if you're going through any kind of negative emotion right now, try journaling on it, getting those thoughts out. And once you've journaled on it, you could even try writing out like an affirmation that opposes whatever feeling it is. So if if for me you're feeling jealousy, you could write like, I am a... Or maybe I feel love for all of those around me. I support others on their journey to success and happiness. I am happy for other people. Those who have what I want inspire me. Those who have what I want remind me that success is possible for me. If someone else can have it, I can have it too. It's the way you need to think about it. And it's so interesting because I'm almost always able to think that way. So I guess when something negative comes up, I notice it right away because I'm like, oh my God, what is this negative thought doing here? What is this negative emotion doing here? I don't want this. I need to get rid of it immediately, (laughs) which is maybe why I was so um, encompassed by it, right? Because as soon as I was feeling it, I like sat down and was pondering and then, you know, and then I have to go to the gym. The only reason I stopped sitting pondering was because I had to get ready to go to the gym. So I get ready to go to the gym and pondering on my way to the gym. I get this text message on the treadmill. I'm thinking about it on the treadmill. Then I get to the sauna and then I let everything go and then it's gone. But really, was I holding on to this negative thought all day and was I allowing it to you know, ruin my mood? Definitely not. Still so happy to see my friend Abby at the gym and, you know... FaceTime whoever I was FaceTiming throughout the day since I live abroad. I'm sure maybe you heard that in another episode, but I live in Sweden, actually. I'm from Canada, but I live in Sweden, and I've lived in a few countries before this, but yeah. Anyways, so that's, I guess, all my tidbits of knowledge slash experience for the day. Um, And I am hyper aware of my, I guess, three sort of negative traits that can come up. But I know, you know, that they come up because they're likely triggered by something else. And I know how to process them and let them go. And I realized I left out one really key thing that I've been hyper aware of since I read this book. I read a book about racism called So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Olu. By the way, the book is phenomenal if you're interested in it. Um, but I read it in 2020 when the Black Lives Matter movement really came to a head and I realized, okay, I needed to do more of my own work on this as I felt like, you know, everyone is responsible. So anyways, I read that book was amazing, but in the book, she spoke about how you can do something good and you can do something bad and one doesn't override the other. 
So in her example, she was speaking about, you know, you can do something racist and you can also be, you know, do good things. And, you know, the one bad thing you did doesn't make you a bad person, but the good things you do also don't make you a good person. And this was kind of when I first had this feeling of, oh my God, actually there are, there's no such thing as good people and bad people. We're all just people. And we're so cute. Like, tiny little humans just living life like I'm just thinking of them like praying and you know eating and taking care of their families and going to their little jobs and their little cars and you know loving their friends and you know having exciting experiences and going on little adventures and um, it's so cute to think of humans as just cute and sweet people but um, it's also just interesting concept to you know, we were raised by being like, you know, are they a good person? Are they a bad person? You know, who's the bad, quote unquote, bad guy in the story or, you know, bad, bad person or the villain. But what if instead of just bad people or good people or, you know, toxic people, what if they were just people who had, you know, these, you know, toxic experiences or emotions or, um, patterns or habits, whatever they may be, um, you know, they had a kind of, you know, the action that they chose was a bit toxic or negative or good or bad, whatever it may be. But like in our lives, we're always making choices and we're, we're doing things that, you know, would qualify us as, would sit in the category of, you know, something a good person would do and would sit in the category of maybe something a bad person would do. And I'm sure everybody on this planet has something they've done they've regretted. Whether it's, you know, as simple as, you know, hurting someone's feelings by, you know, the way that you said something or um, whether by being like not being there for a friend in the way that you wish you could have been or, or whatever it may be, right? Or, you know, leaving someone in whatever kind of situation where they, you felt like they needed you. There are things that we regret in our lives, but the choices don't make us good people or bad people. So therefore, other people can't be necessarily a good person or a bad person. And if you free yourself from this mindset of them being a good person or a bad person, it allows you to see kind of their actions and whether their actions are meeting you where you need to be met. For example, if you are um, in a relationship, let's say, and or you know, maybe not a relationship romantically, but a friendship relationship. Or, you know, if you have a family member that, you know, you're you're navigating their relationship with. But let's say there's someone in your life or even at work or, you know, in any part of your, in any capacity of your life, really. And, you know, you're having these sort of negative experiences with them and they're doing things that, you know, some people would, you know, say are, manipulative or you know talkative or or not talkative I'm toxic or maybe negative or you know let's say they have a really you know negative view on life and when you're around them you feel like you absorb this negative energy and you you start to complain and you start to do all these things that maybe this person does and you know this can fit into basically any relationship but if you free yourself from feeling like, oh yeah, you know, this person does complain a lot. They do bring down my energy, but you know, but they're a good person. And so I like them. If, if you are able to free yourself from this, you know, idea that they are a good person, 
you can just realize, yeah, they can do good things and they can be nice and they could have good thoughts, but they're also doing these other things that are not giving you a good experience. And you can then make a better judgment as to whether or not you want them close to you in your life or whether you think you need a bit of space. And I think this allows people a lot of freedom to look at people's actions for what they are and not trying to judge, oh, they did this, but they're a good person, right? Being a, being a good person to me is not really, I don't know, even know how I want to say this, but it's not, re- it's not really something that overrides these things because you aren't a good person. You're just a cute person, a sweet person that sometimes does good things. And it's amazing to have you on this planet if you're someone that does good things and other people love you and other people appreciate you, but we're just people. We don't have to be good people or bad people or happy people or sad people. None of these things are part of our identity or part of who we are. These are just things we experience. And as we express them, we can make choices and those around us can make choices to move in whatever way they feel called to based on our actions. And the way that we make people feel when we're around them should really be, I think, how we judge our friends and our relationships and people in our lives. If you feel good around someone, that's probably, you know, amazing to have in your life. And they say, actually, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but above all, like, physical health, like, you know, they would say, you know, exercise is so good for your health and, you know, eating, you know, a lot of fruits and veggies and this is good for your health and this is bad for your health and eat this and don't eat that. What they've, I think, been studying recently and maybe not even so recently, but what has been proven to override all of those things is relationships in your life. So be precious with your energy and you are just so lucky to be on this planet and, you know, those who are around you are so lucky to have you in their lives and choose who you want to be with and that will change your energy and change how you can show up into the world if you surrounded yourself with imagine if you surrounded yourself just with people that you felt fulfilled by and with people that you made you feel good about yourself and made you feel confident made you feel capable made you feel like you can do anything that you want to do those are the people that push you into feeling like your best self and living a life that is full of joy, which is one of the highest emotions. Okay, and with that, I hope you take this into your day and into the relationships around you, as I know you are fully capable of making choices that are right for you. With love, Audrey. Audrey.